Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Bulletin. Tom Bartlett is uh, with us on the bulletin this morning, which is uh, absolutely fantastic. Tom, good Monday morning to you. And uh, I don't know uh, whether it'll get as big a headlines as some, but um, a few texts suggesting us this morning. The biggest story of the weekend is Southland Boys High School, national first 15 champions. Rousing welcome, getting back to Invercargill last night. How cool. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Yeah, what a great result. Um, Southland uh, in the, the, the versus team competition, they have certainly had some close-run things over the years, uh, and having been lucky enough to, to be involved and cover a bit of first 15 rugby over time, I've certainly seen them in action in the flesh uh, over the last few years, and, and this one, this one will mean a lot to them. It's a, it's a, it's a prestigious title to, to lift that national to be the national champion. So it's a tremendous result, uh, Smithy. I'm sure they'll enjoy it in the deep south because, let's be honest, they haven't had a lot to, to smile about from a provincial rugby um, perspective, have they? No, they haven't. Um, yes, and uh, I think you're alluding to uh, what happened yesterday as well. Uh, Southland 13, uh, Auckland 41, and uh, uh, another weekend where we saw Roger Tuovasashek with a bit of space and uh, pretty electric. Yeah, exciting stuff, isn't it? I mean, just you're just giving a little bit of a of an idea. Yes, it's at a different level to to the one that he was, uh, you know, truly tested at uh, in terms of the super super rugby competitions. But um, Roger Tuivasa is a tremendous talent, and you just get little indications when he gets the space like he did, uh, how dangerous he can be, and and what an asset he'll be to a very already quite formidable looking Warriors team anyway but yeah it's, a, it's kind of uh, it's a frustrating one in a way isn't it Smithy to, to sort of see him going so well uh, at the NPC and not being able to translate that at that higher level just the combination of, of opportunities and time and obviously uh, the competition and, and the Blues and the places that he's been playing at in Rugby Union but uh, you just got little snippets there of just how good he can be uh, and if Auckland have any intention of going deep in the MPC this year, uh, then I suspect he will be right in the thick of it. Yeah, it's an interesting point uh, you raised here, Tom, because I, I, he might beg to differ here, but I, I just find the whole two years of, of no Roger Tuovasashek really uh, is a bit of a waste of a great, great sporting talent. And I, I, it's just like a, it's almost a bit of a hiatus in his career, but not one he wanted. No, look, I think it's, that's fair, fair comments. I, think I, I don't think you can argue with that. And I'm sure he will look back on the time as, you know, with, with fondness in terms of, you know, friendships made and the experience of... And he, he got to wear the, the black jersey, didn't he? So not all, not, not all bad from his perspective, but right. you do feel a little bit like he didn't quite... It's obviously, quite clearly, it hasn't gone quite the way that he intended. Otherwise, he probably would have signed a new contract and certainly he'd be on the, uh, the training fields of Lyon at the moment um, with the All Blacks if it had, but... Um, look, it, it is what it is. I, I just know that the, the Warriors faithful will be they'll rolling out the red carpet. They'll have him back in, in a heartbeat, and they can't wait for 2024. Absolutely. Uh, there was a couple of really cool results, I thought, even if uh, Hawks Bay were on the receiving end of one of them. There's nice signs coming out of Northland, 44-21 under John Leslie. 
Uh, and then North Harbour as well, 39-17, dominant over Waikato. Yeah, look, I'll start on that Northland one. It's been a, a, a funny old time for, for Northland. They, you know, they started the year with, with one coach who then left, and John Leslie's come in, obviously, with very limited time to get that squad going together. And they've got some wonderful players in that Northland team. The, you know, we, we've seen them play at a higher level, but also guys who've kind of been on the fringe, the likes of Matt Maddich and Matt Moulds and, and guys that have played for for the Tanifa for, for so long and, and you know they are grinding out some good wins and that was a that was a good performance on on Friday night. I think they, they thoroughly deserved it. So uh, good signs out of out of Northland and North Harbour, look they're, they're in the similar boat. They haven't exactly had a great run of results in recent times and that went over Waikato. It's a good Waikato team at times that we've seen from from Harbour and they sit above them on the on the ladder Waikato. So North Harbour who have really struggled to kind of get their, their season into gear, it's a big win for them too. So yeah, well, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, about the NPC and, and the, the sort of the lopsided nature of some of the results. And quite clearly, there's a, there's a top four or five teams there, Wellington, Taranaki, Canterbury, Auckland, Tasman, you know, those kind of back to the lot without looking to exclude anyone else on purpose. But you do start to see when you, you get results like that Northland one and the, the North Harbour that on their day, if you can click into the gear, then the competition, you know, it can be competitive. I suppose the argument on the, on the flip side, so yes, we just haven't seen enough of it. Speaking of clicking into gear, uh, Tom, um, I've been waiting for a little while to see the best of Finn Allen. We might have seen close to that uh, last night at Edgebaston and uh, the Black Caps needing uh, and getting a really, really dominant win. Yeah. Um, oh, he's, he's a frustrating watch, and I, I, I mean that with, um, with respect to Finn Allen. He's just obviously a, a tremendous talent, um, but we just, at the moment, I feel we're not getting enough out of him at that top top of the order, but when it comes off like it did uh, this morning, wow, wait, he is he is some player. He hits the ball as cleanly as anybody you can see, uh, and really England they couldn't stop him. And that's the kind of dominance that that New Zealand really need. It obviously propelled them to a very good score um, batting first, and then the rest was sort of was history, so to speak. There were some good bowling performances, of course, but when you have a guy like that can go in and hit from ball one, uh, for the you know it much better than I do that. Uh, it's very hard to stop that momentum. Um, and I just hope that, that Finn Allen, as he looks towards the next couple of months, can, can channel some of the confidence of that. And then, yes, he's going to have some different services that play on. Yes, there'll be different challenges from coming out and from in terms of the, the different bowlers from around the world as the, as the World Cup uh, kicks off in, in India. But if we can get just some of that um, more regularly, then it's going to propel that Black Caps team to, to stronger performance. It just sets the tone. And, and I just thought after the, some, some pretty... Disappointing displays to start that England tour. Um, that was more like it, if you if you get my drift. Um, and he was uh, mm. explosive and uh, and a thrill to watch. Tremendous stuff. It is. Uh, it's a good story. And uh, the other one too, Kyle Jamison coming back through injury seems to be growing uh, in each and in individual performance. So we'll see if he makes that uh, World Cup fifty over side or not, which can't be too far away from being named actually. Uh, what about Liam Lawson, second driver in Formula One? 13th last week, 11th, just missing uh, a championship point this week. Yeah, look, tremendous effort, really. I mean, we're talking about a guy here who's um, was called in very late in the piece. I know there's been a lot of talk and um, suggestions that Lawson was very close to Formula One in the build-up to, to getting that opportunity. But the point is, Smithy, he, he hasn't been in that car very long. Um, he has not had that experience. It is, a, it is new for him. And some of these guys, remember, have been whipping around the world in the Formula One car all year. So naturally, they're going to feel a bit more comfortable in the car. And, and for Liam Lawson to, to get that opportunity, um, 
first up last weekend and then to back it up with an 11th and just fall out of the out of the points for, for Alfatore was was a tremendous result really I, I don't see how they can sit there and, and think well you know he should be doing more I mean the guy's he's still getting to grips with the car he's obviously a, a tremendous talent in the car uh, and I think it's really exciting uh, it's exciting for him I think it's exciting for the sport and um, like anything, though, he's going to need—he's going to need an opportunity. He's going to need a chance. Someone's going to need to take a chance on him, chance on him, if he wants to get a full-time drive. But all you can do when you're in it is—is is, you know, do the best you can. And, and at the moment, I don't think you can argue that that he is—he's producing as well as they could have expected. Uh, and I'm reading this morning that um, Daniel uh, Ricciardo might not be available for the Singapore race, maybe. So uh, some suggestions that Liam Lawson might get another shot. Which you know, the more chances you get. Um, you know, the more chances to impress those that you need to impress. Oh, I don't know if you saw uh, much IndyCar this morning, uh, Tom, but if you get a chance, uh, have a look at Marcus Armstrong's last pit visit. It's uh, Well, if it wasn't Marcus Armstrong, we'd probably be thinking it's quite funny, but it wasn't. And in the end, if it had happened to Alex Palau or Scott Dixon out of the same team, I think uh, hell, when hell to pay, but... Or on Marcus Armstrong being the rookie, yeah, just have a have a look at it if you if you didn't see it. Uh, the Warriors is an interesting thing. Speaking on taking a chance, they did they take a chance last weekend and um, and the fact that they sacrificed their momentum for the sake of some fresher legs this week. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, I mean, you, the proof, I suppose, in this from my perspective, uh, Smithy, will be uh, you know what happens in the next few weeks. Um, uh, I know that. You know Andrew Webster and the coaching staff of the Warriors. It's a tough job to manage that squad through 24 rounds of of pretty tough physical um, confrontations week in week out. You've got to find a way when you can to give guys a rest. And I get that. I, I do understand that you couldn't just keep asking the likes of Sean Johnson and Bohu Harris and and Fanua Blake in particular to keep fronting and then peak at a grand final. So I do understand it, but I do feel. I just hope it doesn't doesn't hurt the, the, the rippling confidence that they had through the whole group. Yes, a lot of guys weren't playing, but the problem is a lot of them were playing. Uh, and there were, a lot, there were a lot of them who did play uh, and will have to front up in Penrith um, on Saturday uh, late afternoon, Sydney time. So um, I hope it's not a, a problem for them. Um, I can see why they did it. Uh, would I have done it in the same situation? If that's what you're asking me, I don't know if I would have. I think I would have tried to keep the group together, but having said that, I, I'm obviously not in position of, of all the um, you know the medical reports and how everyone's going, but I, I hope from their perspective um, that, that it doesn't. Um, and I think Andrew Webster, I suppose at this point, I, one thing I would say is that um, you know sometimes when you're when you're a, you know a, um, a pundit or you're you're on the couch watching and, and making your judgments, you 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 know you trust the guys. You, you can make those judgments if the person in charge perhaps haven't got the results. But Andrew Webster has come in first year coach. Everything at the moment he's touched seems to have gone pretty well from him. And yes, there's some work for them to be done too. But they're sitting fourth on the ladder. They're fourth into the playoffs. They've got a life in the playoffs. Um, at the moment, I think I'm sitting on the hole in Webster. We trust me. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, and I think uh, we have every reason to at this point. I just, I just don't like losing momentum when you've finally found it. But however, Tom, thank you very much uh, for contributing this morning on the Bulletin. It's the start to uh, one heck of a sporting week. Cheers. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Smitty. Anytime. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Tom Bartlett there with us, folks, uh, as a part of the bulletin. We'll take a short break. When we come back, uh, Louis and I will perhaps uh, pick a subject or two and have a look at um, possibilities from uh, the TAB, shall we? Yes, I think we will.